Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 247 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight's news, which is all news to me, I've been in the woods for five days with no internet. It was kind of nice. Tonight's news, Shinji Mikami is leaving. Question mark? What? What is this? Polymega is now free! Exclamation point. I'm looking at one that I paid for next to me. It's still in the bubble wrap. Another big name not showing up to E3. Who could that be? Joining the ranks of the likes of Microsoft and we'll Sony. find out later. <laughs> and Sony. Uh, speaking of Sony, Brant, good job. Sony State of Play. I guess there was one of those. Let's find out what happened. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I think it was like four titles or something or four four overviews. Damn, my Alexa's going off from like three rooms away. Uh, and we also have some late February Game Pass games. I am. Hold on, let me let me pull up my list. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the regular PB Crisp, Richard Bergman. <laughs> Joined tonight by son of a bitch. New PB and J Crisp with <laughs> strong strawberry filling crisp that I informed you about. <laughs> with strawberry filling. Also the newsmaster, Brant McKee. <laughs> Brand McKee, you can open it from the top, and that is a bite-sized snack. Artificially flavored. Strawberry filling and peanut butter cream inside. Crispy cookie outside. And it looks oh, like yeah. packing peanuts. They were awesome. All right, I they caved. did kind of look like packing peanuts. I caved and went on the website. Yeah, I used to eat these, too. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not I want them to come back or not, it's a different story. But, yeah, I remember these. That voice you hear and probably recognize is our resident uh, chocolate crisp. PB Crisp says our conception on the second. He has Four sweet master. chocolate cream inside and a crispy cookie outside, just like you expected. He's also a bite-sized snack. That all sounds pornographic, but I'm looking at the <laughs> latest updates on here, and I see that they were featured on Watch Mojo. This website is like very detailed, not keeping it up to oh up to date here. Gosh. Is yeah. this PBCrisp.com the one that's like bring back yeah, PB yeah, Crisps? Yeah. The, re- the subreddit. They have a, uh, it's pretty good, <laughs> man. Do you work for Hormel Foods? Read our letter. This is well done. <laughs> PB Crisp were an utterly delectable mid-90s snack food. After being discontinued for many years, there still isn't a comparable snack. <laughs> <laughs> we are unsatisfied. Yeah. There's been a lingering hunger <laughs> since they left the market. I mean, this is Hormel, right? This is the same people make chili, right? They couldn't just make some, like, chili-based Gosh. PB Crisp ones, like Chili Crisp. Oh. I mean, they, they went through the process of killing the planter's peanut at one point. They had the little mini junior planter guy. Oh, yeah, and they brought him back, didn't they? Yep. And they just roasted him, apparently. I've been seeing ads for that. Uh, uh, these these photographs on the website, Cesar, did you see? They're brought to you by the Dinosaur Dracula. <laughs> that's a good-ass name, man. That's a good-ass name. Opening a pack of P- Planners PV Crisps from 1993. I'm going all the way down, and I'll see, uh, was it uh, Fester Gomez from my Adam's Family, which was uh, Christopher Lloyd's character, holding PV yeah. Crisp. <laughs> when he went out to the very, very bottom with the memes. That's- that's a good advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> These taste good. good they man. Like they were sh- so they good. Like pure shit. They were so good. Look I remember them, I remember them being good. So be crisps. Whether they were actually good or not, we'll see, you know. Who knows. Bring them back, will, damn it. Will we ever know? I don't know. Well, is uh, <clears throat> are there some listings on eBay for, for unopened PB crisp? Would I you mean, buy? would you buy a pack? Oh god, no. They'd probably be terrible. What if I mean, what if under sellers you saw the dinosaur Dracula? <laughs> he found him. I mean, they they brought back Crystal Pepsi. I mean, anything's possible. 
So uh, yeah, that I guess that's true. The movement has over 10,000 followers across all social groups. Our posts generally reach 30,000 to 200,000 people without any additional advertising. Holy shit. Hormel's acquisition of planters has been completed. <laughs> They're like updating the shit. Oh, Cesar, where's uh, where's Christopher Lloyd? The very, 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 very bottom. You'll see him. The memes. There he is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mr. Gomez. People are selling vintage uh, PB crisps uh, boxes, empty boxes, uh, coupons. They're like the coupons that you would pull out of the little red coupon dispensers at, yeah. uh, at like Kroger. For 50 cents off and stuff. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't see any listings for anything. Do they uh, do they melt in your mouth? They look jet puff, like they would melt in your mouth. No, they they are like a, it is like a puffy kind of thing, but it's it it has a crunch to it, and then the inside is filled with the whatever filling. How did we become the PB Crisp podcast all of a sudden? You 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 Southeast premiere. I guess I did start this. You did that to us. I just, I mean, I just ate it in the 90s, and I thought they disappeared and, and never once thought about it ever since. So, I mean. PB Chris, um, Butterfinger will, BBs, Surge. Surge the only, came the back. The only one, the only, yeah, Surge. Surge came back. Uh, I still I may have a can or two hiding somewhere around here. but <laughs> And there's a Surge Zero at Burger King. If you can find Burger King with the freeform thing, they have Surge mm-hmm. Zero. Hmm. <laughs> Renee says, why does it sound so nasty? <laughs> Why? How did I describe it? The jet puff, the jet puff version. They look okay. We're giving we're giving Brant some shit, but they actually look like a decent snack. I mean, I used to eat them when I was a kid. So this is Brant's segment. We have uh, aluminum and aspartame. He's got (laughs) random vintage '90s (laughs) snacks, (laughs) styrofoam and cellophane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's Brant's bin. (laughs) Nothing consumable. Yeah, the styrofoam peanuts. Yeah, just packing materials. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to take packing peanuts and inject peanut butter into them. And there's my PB I mean, crisps. that's what Hormel you, was trying to bring just, back. Yeah, or you could just do that with uh, circus peanuts and call it oh, the same God. thing. Do we know what else is in the Hormel extended universe? Chili. What would be it? Is there a conflicted <laughs> extended universe? Is there a conflict? Chili first. I told you, Brand, Chili first. Is there a crossover with the Twinkie Kid? I mean... I mean, what, did they have a conflicting product doing? in their catalog where they couldn't bring back PB crisps? Oh God, know. no! Because I mean, that, I'm assuming that website wouldn't exist. So, if that was the case, you have uh, you have spam, Applegate, Genios, Chi-Chi's, corn nuts, corn nuts, corn. <laughs> uh, black label bacon, Hormel chili, Mary's Kitchens, Natural Choice, pepperoni, and Woolly. Whatever fuck that is. Are any of these brands relevant to anyone? This is how you add to that portfolio and bring that full circle. None of these brands that you mentioned are relevant to anyone under the age of 50. I mean, Skippy Peanut Corn Butter. Corn Nuts. Planters is on here. What fellow millennials do you guys know that are, eat, are consuming <laughs> corn nuts corn for nuts. breakfast? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't work with uh, millennials, so... What, who is your work base? <laughs> is it older than millennials? Uh, mostly, yeah. Works with a bunch of boomers. Uh, not that, not that old. Gen Z, just a bunch of Gen Z then. Yeah. All right, let's get on to this actual news instead of uh, 
<laughs> the deep dive into peanut butter snacks that this podcast has delved into. Okay, uh, according to Sauramano Gamatsu, man, he's prolific, prolific over there at that platform. Shinji Mikami to leave Tango Gameworks. Update. Studio founder and head to depart in the coming months. Tango Gameworks founder Shinji Mikami will leave the studio in the coming months. Bethesda Softworks Senior Vice President Todd Vaughn announced in company-wide email verified by True Achievements. I am writing today to let you know that studio head Shinji Mikami has decided to leave Tango Gameworks in the coming months, Vaughn said in the email. Mikami-san has been a creative leader and supportive mentor to young developers at Tango for 12 years through his work on the Evil Within franchise, Ghostwire Tokyo, and of course, Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, Gamatsu notes, Mikami, who's best known as the creator of Resident Evil series during his 16 years at Capcom, founded Tango Gameworks in March 2010. Damn, that doesn't seem like it seemed it's that long ago when you say 2010, but when I'm thinking of Tango Gameworks, it's like they're pretty new. That's the guy from Resident Evil 4. They're gonna be fine. Uh, it was acquired by Bethesda Softworks parent company Zenimax Media in October that year. So that was a quick acquisition on their part. Uh, and then Gamatsu just reiterates that that is the uh, the games he worked on: Ghostwire Tokyo, Evil Within, and Hi-Fi Rush. Um, in the email, Vaughn also said that Hi-Fi Rush was one of the most successful launches for Bethesda and Xbox in recent years, and that it has, quote, generated significant positive momentum for the business and Tango. Um, this comes from Bethesda. We can confirm that Shinji Mikami has decided to leave Tango Gameworks in the coming months. We thank him for his work as creative leader and supportive mentor to young developers on the evil within yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo and Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> I love how their yeah update was literal, just the exact same thing that was already above. Yep, like yep, that, that email's right. Yep, we sent that email. That was us. Yep, uh, we're happy to see, or we're not happy to see him go. And these are the three things he worked on. Two of those are very similar, and one of those is not <laughs> in the same wheelhouse as the other two. Do you think he was like, they found a Tango and they were like, we need you to make more of those Resident Evil games. And finally he broke through and had, he's like, look, people want this rhythmic music platformer that looks like a PS2 Dreamcast game. And it was super successful. And he was like, I'm out. This is what I wanted to make. I'm done. <laughs> Exit Has there been any other highlight. updates? What's that? Exit on a highlight. Mm-hmm. Has there any, been any other updates or like mention of where he's going or anything? No, he might. I mean, he might just be retiring. But been around for a long time. Yeah, man. I mean, he's made comments in the past where he feel like that making games is a young man's industry now. <clears throat> so he hasn't said yeah, anything. He wasn't. I wouldn't think he's like in the trenches in the trenches anymore, right? He's more of the Miyamoto style overseeing yeah. production, and that's what I would think. Inputting when need be. I don't know. Was Tango an American? Excuse me, an American division of that of no. Bethesda in Japan. So it's not like it was a different, um, like cultural development change. And he's a co-founder, so that's like his baby. Yeah. Hmm. Because I think the last thing he directed was what? Mm, I don't think he even directed even within. No, he did direct even within. Yeah, that was the last game he directed. What's our over under on? The next news of Shinji Mikami's career. I don't know. That's uh, if you go online, there's people arguing about it. Uh, all the Xbox fans saying he's retiring, and all everybody else says that he's moving on to another studio. So, 
why do the Xbox fans have this insight of because uh, they, they don't want they don't want to lose them to uh, somewhere else that isn't Xbox. It's always funny to see people oh, argue about a line. Yeah, it's the internet the internet yeah. battles. No, no, he's retiring. He said this, and they like they listed this argument. They listed this article about him retiring. It's like, yeah, you you guys are idiots. You're wrong. I was laughing this whole time. I was in a Twitter thread. I was like, oh my god, these people are taking it seriously. I mean, he could be fully retiring. <clears throat> he could just be taking a break for a while, yeah. and then yeah, he hasn't said. It just it, all, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, literally, you look at his tweet. I mean, that's all what I told you is what he said. He said, it's a young man's game. Please support the people at Tango. That's what he put in his tweet. Yeah. So he didn't think, reference to what he was doing. He just said, you know. Studios are always more than just one person. I mean, people get burned out, man. Yeah, let the man take a break. He looks old. He's in his 30s. In that, in that yeah. picture. Yeah. He's in his 30s and he spent 16 years at Capcom? Hold on, let me see again. He might be in his upper 40s. <laughs> so he's a little bit older. I, don't, I, don't think he was that, I don't think he was that old. That's why I was uh, looking at it, too. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's 57. Never mind. I love Capcom at the, mm-hmm. at the ripe old age of eight to form my <laughs> next studio. <laughs> well, I mean, going back to that point, the only game that he's worked on that's not available on a PlayStation platform is Hi-Fi Rush, right? Like a brand new, it's three weeks old? Yeah, <laughs> it's the only thing that hasn't been released on everything. I know they said a uh, Hi-Fi Rush has been in development since 2017, so it was probably going to be released on other things. It might have been something he was fighting for. My theory might have uh, checked out a little bit. I'm tired of making this shit. I want to make something fun and platformy and cartoony. I'm tired of all the dark evil shit. Let me make something that doesn't have evil in the title. I wonder if he's gonna remember the uh, the lady that kind of stole E3 a couple years ago when she was the one of the lead directors of of Ghostwire Tokyo, and then she didn't see that through. She left and went to another company. She yeah. started her own studio. I wonder if they end up doing a collaboration. Maybe there was some sort of uh, political upheaval in there. It's all or, speculation. Yeah, or we can just not speculate. That's the fun. What good is a podcast if we don't speculate? Um, false spreading false information is a lot. We just report. We're speculating. (laughs) We're not reporting. We read the report. Speaking of reading the report, someone tell me about the Polymega updates. I think Cesar sent me something and I was not able to fully scope it out. So I actually saw this and and added it because I had not seen anything about this. Uh, But this comes from uh, V. VGC, uh, Chris Skolian. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, this $550 emulation console Polymega is now getting a free app version. Um, is that how much it was? $550? Yeah. Well, at least that's how much it is right now. I okay. don't think that's how much it was uh, for the Kickstarter. I don't think, yeah. I'm pretty sure I would not have. Yeah, I don't think I would have paid $550. I might have. Cesar would know. Uh, so, so what does the new thing do? So of course Polymega is the retro console which currently costs 400 or 400 500 <laughs> oh, 550. Yeah, $549 uh, with one controller uh, and it enables uh, players to insert their own PlayStation, Saturn, uh, TurboGrafx CD and Neo Geo CD yeah. and Mega CD games, uh, rip them straight to the storage uh, and then you can just play them from the uh, on their emulation. Yep. So if uh, long-time listeners or new listeners, if y'all haven't caught up, like we backed this Kickstarter like five or six years ago, and it was supposed to be an FPGA-based solution. 
Then they pivoted, pivoted to emulation, but still the thought was rip these ROMs using a, a new CD-ROM drive compared to any of these other ones, which range from, what, 1991 release to 96 or 7? Yeah. So you're talking replacing a 25-plus-year-old CD-ROM drive, which was always a good scenario for those supported platforms. And I think Sessor's had really good luck with his. Mm-hmm. They also offer, and notes that they also offer the other modules from 80 to $90 um, dollars for your cartridge-based things like uh, NES, SNES, Mega Drive, Genesis, TurboGrafx-16, and the new N64 one. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the Polymega is making an app, which will be available uh, on all of your devices uh, that offers the uh, basic console functionality for free. So you'll be able to use a standard disk drive to rip CD-based games uh, and then use them, uh, use the Polymega emulators uh, to play them on the PC or mobile apps. Um, there will also be a subscription-based service called Polymega XL, which adds premium features such as cloud saves, cheat codes, uh, an audio player, and the ability uh, to apply... Third-party patches to the game with translation Interesting. patches. Which, of course, if you have the actual hardware, you can just download the patches and install them. Right, right. Access to a disk drive. The company will also be selling a $150 uh, Polymega uh, Remix, which is essentially just a USB drive uh, that can be used to rip disks, but also adds support for the console Cartridge module. Mo- yeah, yeah. Basically making it like a retro arch ripping platform. So these backed up games like Cesar, the ones you've burned, you'll be able to play those burned. The ones you've (laughs) added to to your console, you'll be able to play through that cloud service. Is that what it sounds like? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if you already have the console, if you technically, I don't know if they're going to make you pay for a subscription or if you'll be able to, just access hey you can you can move stuff to the cloud and move it in between if you just set up like a polymega account or or what the heck so the next bit says according to polymega closed beta for the apple launch in march will be available to anyone who's ever made an order on the polymega website so that does con- include Cesar and i brand did you ever jump on any of their products i did not no. i've been looking but that that 550 is um I mean, it's between that or a uh, PSVR 2, and I'm not buying a <laughs> PSVR 2 right now. So, Cesar, I think you ducked out for a second. We didn't pay 550, did we? Was the one the Kickstarter like much less than that? I don't know. <clears throat> I, don't I remember. I remember the Kickstarter not being that much. In addition, anyone who purchased the base unit or deluxe bundle before December 31st, 2022, will get access to Polymega XL features during the beta test period, as well as a year's free upgrade to Polymega XL when the app comes out of beta. So that does include me and Cesar. Mm, so you'll get a year free. Yep. So you have a year to transfer all your game saves and, and whatnot. Try it out and see how yeah. it works. Many players who have pre-ordered, because uh, that's all I see on their Twitter feed, is people screaming at them about when are they getting their consoles. Many players who have been pre-ordered, who have pre-ordered a Polymega base unit will have still yet to receive their orders with some claiming to have been waiting years. <laughs> uh, I can't confirm. That's what I've read. 
Yeah. Polymega it, cites very long lead times for components on their motherboard as the reason the base units have been taking so long to manufacture and distribute. And if you if you go to their Twitter, like you said, it's there's yeah. a lot of people saying, uh, that's great that you're releasing, you know, this N64 module or that you're, you know, doing this app or whatever. But um, where's uh, where's my console? I've been waiting, you know. They list their date, months or September 2020. Yeah. <laughs> They're busy on there. Oh boy. For some reason that that motherboard, the components for the motherboard got hit pretty hard over the past couple of years. So the uh, the XL thing actually sounds or the remix thing actually sounds pretty cool, the USB drive. Yeah. And then uh I mean, it, that takes the place of having an optical drive on a, which I think all of us strive to have some sort of capacity for our PCs, but you also get the module expansion capability with that platform, which is cool. Yeah, this is neat. Is it becoming a, they're doing something nobody else is doing, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they need to work on the, uh, the production of it, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, they're, you know, at least kind of growing their brand, um, that will garner some goodwill for sure. And, you know, at least anybody that's, like you said, anybody that's made a order with them, they can, even though they don't necessarily have the hardware in their hands, hey, you can, if you got a disk drive yeah. or your game's in there, download the app, you can start playing, you know, here, do that, and get your stuff moved over, back up uh, all your all your games. Because, I mean, that's that's the biggest draw with this is, hey, rip, rip your games and... and back them up yeah. so that you have decent backups of your game. You don't have to constantly pop the disc in there. And Right. And that was their first, you know, I talked about that in the beginning. That was their first big push for their premises. Like now you have a brand new optical drive for these mm-hmm. unsupported platforms. Cause we haven't gotten anything from, well, Sega put out that thing that had the Sega CD titles. PlayStation put out the PlayStation Classic, which I guess, of course, is, you know, there's no non flop. (laughs) (laughs) Only only made better by um, third party sellers selling, uh, what was it, the meth pack and crack pack, pack, crack USB, yeah, USB (laughs) devices. Did anybody ever mess with any of those? Are they still out there? I did not. I think a lot of them have been delisted, honestly. (laughs) I'm sure you can probably find them. Yeah, but, and I bet that's just a torrent somewhere where you don't have to yeah. pay for their you don't have to pay for their stick. Okay, bunch of polymega news. Before I thought that E3, was pretty interesting. Before so. E three, I guess they're skipping E three. <laughs> Who else might be skipping E three? Who else might it be? This comes from uh, Jordan Midler at VideoGamesChronicle.com. Nintendo confirms it will not attend E three twenty twenty three. The E3 show didn't fit, quote, in Nintendo's plans for the year. In a new statement, the platform holder confirmed it will not be part of the resurrected, resurrected. That's never a good sign for a uh, an event. But that's the this is the PAX people putting this one on, right? Yeah. And Nintendo's confirmed that it has no plans to attend the resurrected event, which is scheduled to take place in June. We approach, quote, we approach our involvement in any event on a case-by-case basis and are always considering various ways to engage with our fans. 
Nintendo said in a statement. Since this year's E3 show didn't fit into our plans, we have made the decision to not participate. However, we have been and continue to be a strong supporter of the ESA and E3. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved that. I loved that yeah. statement when I read it. I was like, yeah, we're, we're not going to be there. It doesn't really fit oh. into our plans. But, you know, we're a big supporter. We really love them, you know, over there. Dying laughing. Yeah, we're not going to be dues. there. We're so sorry. Here's our dues for for ESA, for ESRB on our on our cartridges. Oh, man. Yeah, that's just funny as shit. Well, if you look at... We always look at the platforms, right? And what their shows look like and their what they've turned into. Nintendo does a direct. They have a pre-filmed thing. And for what they've done on show floors when E3 was relevant in the past couple of years is they had one big title that they showed off. Yep. It was either like Zelda or Mario Odyssey, I think, was one year. Um, was that it? Did they do two in that lifetime? And then like a Mario Kart me, we got all three of those games in one year though. Yeah. It been that? Oh, it was Zelda one year. And then it was super Mario Odyssey the next year with all the, ha- the cappy stuff. It was cappy everywhere. That was probably E3. Yeah. That was a switch launch year because Zelda had already come out at launch. So they don't need this any more than. Any of the other ones do. I think the way they distribute news now seems like a big money pit to send people out there and set shit up and run interviews and do all the stuff they do on a video anyways. It's just going to be a treehouse stream. And they already have everybody there. They don't have to get them to California to do something and rent the space and have all the hassle and cost. Yep. And it's so much more curated. You can, you know. Film it, edit it, however you want it, rather than having to worry. Like you said, you got the people out there. You got to worry about technical issues and Interviews. everything else. Yeah, so it's <laughs> or if somebody messes up while giving an interview, or it, it's it makes more sense for all, all these companies to just film their own things, put out. Yeah. Uh, VideoGamesChronicle.com notes, PlayStation is not formally attending the show. Ubisoft is the only one to confirm its appearance yeah. at the show. They're the worst ones. We're going to get Just Dance, Skull there, and Bones update. There is one other one. Um, I didn't put it in news. but um, And who knows, it, it might not be an E3 thing. It might be a uh, Summer Games Fest thing. Um. What what do we coin? Uh, June games, summer, summer June games. games, June games. Um, Join us in a couple months for June games. But you you probably saw where, um, was it Jeff? Was it Jeff Grubb or something that that had said something about uh, Konami was supposed to have a pretty good big presence during this uh, summer games, June games. Oh, interesting. E three uh, with a possible new Castlevania. And a the worst kept secret of the uh, Metal Gear Solid Three remake. Solid. Oh, th- specifically three is yes. being mentioned now. Yes, because there's I been. Agree, I wonder. Well, that's the thing is is three is is so highly regarded. I think three has been tossed around a lot as the big remake, and the 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 rumor said that they're gonna. <laughs> the rumor said that there's that that's gonna be used as a. Um, Basically, as a testing ground um, to gauge the uh, 
the want for the for the remakes of of Metal, Metal Gear Solid. And we already had so. a remake of the first one. It, it was a uh, the GameCube exclusive Twin Snakes, which hasn't aged all that well, yeah. but it's still a unique way to play that game with the with the uh, mechanics of Metal Gear Solid Dose. Yeah, three is. We always have this, like, is it my favorite title or is it the best title? And I yeah. think it's the best Metal Gear Solid title. And it's a very good game. Uh, it my favorite is game. the impact of Metal Gear Solid, the first one. But that's three is Snake Eater. So damn good. Um, Anything else? I'm sure we're going to get random E3 news. Pop it along. There's the, yeah, there's the E3 organizer. It's in this Video Games Chronicle news bit. It's a uh, read pop. They've been doing packs the past few years, so they know how to put on a show. Sounds like it's going to be E3 is going to be more of a packs style thing anyway. Yeah. It's going to be open to everybody, and it's not the big press thing that it was before, and all the appointments that you don't really need to do anymore with, um, what was that service called where you could, like, connect to another device and play that? Parsec. I think it's called Parsec. But you can demo anything yeah. remotely. You don't have to do the whole, hey, come, we're going to fly you in to play the newest uh, Bomberman. Come check out the new Bomberman. There's other ways to spread that content. Mm-hmm. And now that we have like live service stuff and early access and all that sort of thing, it, it really has no use. All right, no Nintendo at E3. But we did get a pre-3. <laughs> Very recently, regarding uh, Sony's PlayStation platform, Brent, what did we see? Oh, this um, state of play, as it was, um, which was, it was interesting. I'll, I'll give it that. It um, didn't didn't necessarily blow me away. This was but, a quick announcement and a show, right? Because yeah. I like I came out of the void of no internet and saw that there was one. And only one bit of this even stuck out to me, but I guess this is like part of the PSVR 2 media yeah, push. So okay. The, the, the PSVR 2 had, had just come out a few days ago and they, you know, showed off. Uh, that's basically what they led the show with was, you know, you just put, put out a new piece of hardware. You want to showcase more games. They have yeah. pretty decent selection of titles that, you know, that came out day one. So, but they're already announcing more stuff, stuff like, um, uh, they got f- five more PlayStation VR two titles, uh, stuff like the Foglands, which was that like it was the steam. What was this one? It's a steampunk shooter. I've never heard of this one. See, this one it had like the supernatural elements to it, is what I remember. There was a. The- the news briefing just says steampunk shooter, the Foglands. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? It. It's a it's a first person shooter. Like free roaming or like uh, Reign of Blood. Was it Reign of Blood? Russia Blood. Dang it! This isn't even all of them. Sorry oh, again. Polygon article. Yeah, sorry. I looked through several. Several ones looking it for the intriguing. best ones. I know that this one's... Green Hell game is on Oculus. Yeah. So the Foglands looked good. There was also 
uh, like a couple other third person shooters, one that you or first person shooters, one that you use like telekinesis. And there was that always works well in uh, uh, VR. I can't remember. Gosh, is that Synapse? Is that the one you're describing? Yeah, I'm trying to remember the other one. The um, the the it was like the last one that they showed for PSVR two. It was a um, it's a game where you every time you blink, you progress through your player's life. Before your eyes. Before your eyes. There we oh, go. Oh, it uses that eye tracking stuff. Yes, and that yeah. one actually looked pretty pretty interesting, where you just constantly progress and see different parts of of your character's life. Cesar, what what was the game you texted me about? You were asking about the eye tracking. Was it Res? Uh, I don't remember. I think so. It was one of those shooters that I know is on Quest because you were comparing the Quest and the PSVR two one. But the Quest, uh, I just have the Quest 2. The Quest Pro, the $1,500 one, is the one that has the eye-tracking stuff built in. So if you look at the tech standpoint from even just that, that separates the PlayStation VR 2. I think it was Res. Like, how does that work and it not not see your blinking? Because you're supposed to be able to, like, select menu items and stuff by moving your eyes around. Hmm. Which is wicked. The Foglands. What else was in this show, Brant? This pl- oh. state of the play. Um, they showed uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall. Um, that's just more of an expansion for Destiny. For the Destiny official. players, I'm sure it was exciting. For me, it was not really my thing. Yeah, it looks like it's out this week as of this recording. Why are they still messing with Destiny when they need to fix uh, Halo <laughs> Infinite? <laughs> they need to get back to that, even though Season 3 is almost upon us. Uh, so next, they went over what we're getting um, next month for March's PlayStation Plus stuff, including uh, Chia, which is like a day-and-date release. So they're doing like the same thing they did with Stray with that. Oh, that's a good incentive. So it's launching uh, on PlayStation Plus March 21st. Uh, the other PlayStation Plus titles, so this will be like your essential tier, um, will be Battlefield 2042, Minecraft Dungeons, and Code Vein. That's a solid lineup. Even if Battlefield 2042 is a little easy and unchallenging, as Cesar and I found out. Minecraft Dungeons is a big get. Yeah. Uh, the family might try that one out. It would be beneficial, I think, to have a Minecraft-related thing that more than one person could play at a time, the way things are trending in this household. <laughs> uh, then they went through a game called Humanity, um, where it looks like you guide a bunch of, like, a huge pack of humans through <laughs> these weird, these, like, weird little puzzles and things. A lot of it, I saw these things where you have them going over this jump platform and there's just, you know, dozens and dozens going all across at once, uh, and going through these, these puzzles and these maze type deals. And the, uh, seeing all of them go over that jump platform made me think of the puzzles from, uh, ratchet and clank. Yeah. <laughs> Watching that video. I was like, ah, it's like the puzzles from ratchet and clank. Sending all the ghost clanks through the mm-hmm. different portals and stuff. 
Um, All right, so I just watched that Chia trailer in the background. That game looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we'd seen a little bit of that before. Jump between animals and objects to solve puzzles and make your way through the environment. Day one on PlayStation Plus, March twenty first. That's dope. Yep. It's a good incentive. Yeah, like you said, that is awesome. Uh, then we got another look at uh, Goodbye Volcano High. That's kind of like the. Oh yeah, those dinosaur looking. It's things. like the dinosaur. Yeah, it's angsty it's teenage like dinosaur. Kind of. It's like a mish, mishmash of all sorts of different things because, like, parts of it looked like a visual novel, and then parts of it they had almost like a rhythm game thing going. Yeah. Uh, but that's launching uh, June fifteenth. Uh, then they showed off the Naruto Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Collection. So this is a collection of all of the Ninja Storm Ultimate Ninja Storm games, which I know I didn't. I had enjoyed. Um, Calling it connections. Is that because it's all of the things? Oh, yeah. There will be new playable characters on top of the 124 from earlier in the series. Yeah, it's like a big culmination, like you were saying. It's It looks like it's all of everything together. All of the Burritos? Um, what I'm guessing is maybe a timed exclusive and was kind of the, the big shock of the show was Baldur's Gate 3. Um, we got a good, good looking trailer, uh, and it's all, all, all it said was it's coming out to PlayStation five, uh, August 31st, August 31st. This so, has been early access on PC for like four years. It feels like mm-hmm. another bombcast reference. I remember, uh, Vinny talking about that a long time ago and how rough it was in, in that first early access bit. I've never played a Baldur's Gate except for the hack and slash ones. I want to say, I want to say I played some Baldur's Gate on like the PlayStation Two. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. That would that would have been Dark Alliance. That would have been the yeah. console ones. Yeah, those are more of the hackets. Like these are more of a PC RPG style things. Mm-hmm. It looks good. This trailer looks amazing. Is that a uh, console exclusive, or is that coming? To, I know it was on PC. That's the thing. Is uh, they. All it said was PS5, so I'm guessing it's just going to be, it might be PS5 exclusive, like a timed exclusive kind of deal. No, they came and clarified this. this is your favorite thing, Richard. Um, they didn't go with the Series X version because, I mean the Xbox version because they're having issues doing co-op on the same console. Gotcha. And they said they didn't want to release an inferior version, so they said it's coming to Xbox, they just don't have a release date yet until they can get past that issue of doing co-op on the same screen. The same thing that plagued the uh, Halo Infinite that worked somehow that wasn't supposed to work. That's weird. Why is that such a struggle? Uh, they didn't say. So they just said that's the reason why the Xbox release date hasn't been announced yet because people were getting mad that they're saying that the studio was not supposed to be exclusive and they said they weren't going to be. So. And yet this is clearly co-op. They're showing me side by side gameplay here. Is it because there's two Xbox SKUs they have to deal with? The rumors going around is that there's no official word, but the rumors uh, Series S is holding it back. That's the rumor. So it'd because be they, can't like, do co- they can't do on the same screen co-op on the Series S. It'd be like trying to get a developer to mandate a PS4 and a Vita copy of each one that they do. And see, Sony 
you know, they, they have the same console. They just remove the drive. So I think that's why they don't have that issue. So, right. But, it's the same thing underneath the, underneath the hood. But it's been, uh, it's been going on for a while that a lot of people said they've been having issues with the series S because they have to have parity with the series X version. So, which they usually do fine. They just end up, you know, cutting the frame rate or making it 1080p or something like that. Right. Is that still not feasible? I didn't think you had to have a beefy PS or a PC to play this. I don't know. They they didn't say that. That's all they would say is that there's. They yeah. didn't say they didn't give much information. All they said was that there's difficulties getting co-op working on Xbox, and they didn't want to uh, really say uh, <laughs> inferior game. Renee says specifically that's why I want to get rid of the S. <laughs> is he that big of a Baldur's <laughs> Gate fan? But uh, that's nobody knows the the true reason or why. That's all they said. So. I mean, that checks out. The theory checks out. That makes sense. That just doesn't seem like I need to see what the PC specs for this game are. Uh, next, we had a trailer for Wayfinder, the online multiplayer uh, game that's like a it's more like a fantasy world deal uh, coming to beta in, well, actually now, February 28th. So probably by the time you release this, you can go play the beta. Yeah. We got is this a, a, is this a MOBA or a yeah. free to play? What the hell is this? Some. Oh, you can shoot in it. The art style looks nice. Okay, moving along. I'm watching trailers. <laughs> Street Fighter 6. How did Street Fighter 6 look? Uh, yes, they, they revealed three more characters for Street Fighter 6. Uh, we got to look at Zangief, uh, Lily, and Cammy. And, of course, Street Fighter is coming out June 2nd. That art style is gorgeous, man. They did something with this game. It looks so beautiful. We got yet another look at Resident Evil 4. Um, just shut up and give me the damn game already. <laughs> uh, coming out March 24th. Oh, it's soon. Uh, they also did announce, not in this um, presentation, but I want to say it was... I want to say it was before this presentation, like the day before, that uh, VR is coming to this game as, as free DLC. Free update, yeah. Later on later on down the road. Ooh, Mercenaries mode. We're going to play some Mercenaries? And, oh, yeah, Mercenaries. Are we going to play it? Yeah, I saw that. Mercenaries is fun. And the demo. There's a demo coming. Uh, and then... Crazy. And then the quote-unquote... Um, well, it was... I, I, I guess it was the biggest announcement of the show because it took up the most time. Uh, it was the the in-depth kind of presentation on uh, Rocksteady's kill, uh, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League, um, which the more I see of this game, the less interested I am. <laughs> it's one of those. It's crossed over. So the game's out on May 26th. Um, obviously, we we talked about the the leak uh battle pass they did confirm that there is going to be a battle pass it's all going to be cosmetic stuff um but this is a third person shooter game so each character is third person uh it is always online if you are playing even for single player yes even if you're playing single player if you choose one person um then the other three spots will be filled by AI. 
by some bots. As it should um, be. Should it be? <laughs> you yeah. always have to. You always have to have the people filled out. <laughs> they, they. I mean, they and they showed pieces. Uh, you know, a story beat from the game, and it it didn't look. You know, the story beat didn't look bad, but the the whole gimmick where, um, especially I saw people kind of dumping their own social commentary on it, and knowing the characters, um, you have dead Deadshot, King Shark. Harley Quinn and uh, Boomerang. And they were like, oh yeah, um, you can kill uh, kill things with Deadshot's signature guns, or you can kill things with Harley Quinn's signature guns, or you can kill things with King Shark's signature guns, oh, or Boomerang's signature guns, even though, like, yeah, it works for Deadshot. He's the only one that, like, consistently uses guns. No, like, yeah. <laughs> For it, it, it did so look the concern like how how differently they're gonna play. Yeah, it looks it looks kind of like a grind like a grindy kind of Destiny or uh, the the uh, that Avengers game kind of deal. Um, this is one of those things that you know we we've again that's another thing we've talked about is the 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 length of development time that that these AAA games have had and maybe right. this game made sense five six years ago. When you had things emerging like, you know, Destiny and Fortnite and all this stuff. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll add this and this and this. But at this point in time, it it does. It looks it looks pretty, pretty samey. It doesn't do a lot to, to stand out. And like I said, that that things change so fast in this industry. As the, as much as things stay the same, they change so quickly. The battle pass and always online thing. And yes, I know that I play uh, Overwatch, but that's a free game. They want you to pay $60 for this, and it, you you have to be online, even if you're just playing single player. Which is, you should be able to play single player offline. Are they going to have the big giant thing on the box saying, hey, online connectivity required? Probably. Yeah. Speaking of big things on the box, have y'all seen like the European ratings, like the German games? Uh-uh. It takes up like a third of the <laughs> third of the box on the front. It's ugly as shit. They look awful. I think it's specifically Germany because it's not always a Peggy rating. It's usually a it's like a specific German box art. It's very very bad. Takes up a lot of the artwork. All right, was that it? Was that the state of play? That was the entire state of play. The state of play is strong. <laughs> Not what a lot of people were saying, but oh, some heavy hitters in there. It's a shit ton of people. I playing. thought it was. I thought it was all right. It was okay. It wasn't. You had some. You had some new announcements for your new yeah. VR platform. You had some great updates for PlayStation Plus. You had a close out of my thing somehow. Uh, there's a shit ton of people playing Destiny 2. You've got them in-house, so you're going to brag on them. You showed off a game coming direct. Day and date with a release date to PlayStation Plus like uh, Stray did, which got like groundswell of backing and was in a bunch of Game of the Year discussions, remember? Like mm-hmm. Game Awards and stuff. Uh, I think it was one of your Game of the Years, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. 
And that's the thing is, I mean, they they did come out and say this is going to be third party stuff. Yeah. And I loved how like people were uh, already in you know Twitter responding to it, going like, "Oh yeah," and like posting pictures of Spider Man and this that. And I'm like, they they said third party guys, you're not going to see Spider Man here. That's uh, <laughs> it's like this is a Nintendo Direct uh, focused solely on indies. <laughs> Will we get Metroid Prime Four announced here? <laughs> no, never. It was never going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, you got a Street Fighter 6 update with new characters and a new trailer. You got a Resident Evil 4. Like, they're doing a good job at road mapping these next few things, which is what you want with one of these state of play direct type presentations, right? Here's what I have to look forward to. I know what I'm going to be playing and not playing the next couple of months on this platform. Mm-hmm. That's not a free to play game or something. Uh, speaking of games coming to service on your platform, these are your uh, Xbox Game Pass games coming up soon. These most go of them up. Are already out. Yeah, most of them are already out. Yeah, it's a couple for the 28th here. Uh, available today, that's the 21st, is Atomic Heart. Oh, man, that's already out. It's been out almost a week. Mm-hmm. That's like the Bioshock looking. Has anybody checked this out? Or am I, I jumping to not games? Yet. Play? Nobody? Okay. Atomic Heart coming to cloud console and PC February 21st. Uh, coming soon, Merge and Blade, February 28th. Soul Hackers 2, February 28th. A sequel to Cesar's at Sega Saturn. Soul Hackers. Yes. Finally. And on 3DS as well. Mm-hmm. I might try that one out. I know it went on sale pretty quick, but that doesn't... It's not a, a key factor of a good game or not. Yeah. Uh, F122 comes to console and PC. EA Play, March 2nd. So the start of... God, we're already in March already. Holy shit. Uh, we Long Fallen Dynasty, March 3rd. Available day one with Game Pass. Cloud console and PC. Uh, updates we're not reading. Ultimate perks we're not reading because people come to this for Halo news and there's no Halo <laughs> stuff in there. <laughs> uh, leaving February 28th. This is probably a bigger list. Alien Isolation. It's a good-ass game. Crown Trick, which I think is the prequel to Ghost Trick, the game that Nintendo shut off last. Stop, stop, stop. Don't listen to me. Dragon Ball Fighters Z, which is um, going to be an Evo this year, I saw. Still a strong Dragon Ball Fighter game. Far, Changing Tides, don't know what that is. Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy thirteen. That is the second title in that trilogy, trilogy. Uh, Madden NFL 21, sure, that's fine. <laughs> Take away <laughs> the Madden from two years ago. We don't need that one anymore. Uh, and Octopath Traveler. Renee, did you hear that? Renee, R- Renee, alert. <laughs> <laughs> Renee, it's time to buy your copy of Octopath Traveler for Xbox. <laughs> I think he gets 10% off with Game Pass, so that's, yeah. if he wants to keep playing, 10% off, That's it's worth it after that 200-hour investment he's in so far. I'm waiting for the, I'm not giving Xbox money uh, comment on YouTube here. I'm just giving you a hard time, Renee. He's not giving them money, but he's just going to buy a whole nother console. Yeah, I'll get your $500 box that does a marginally better... Oh, apparently it'll play Baldur's Gate 3 and not not this. (laughs) It's weird, man. Uh, We're on to games played. I spent the better part of the weekend camping with family. So I, of course, found a way to isolate myself and play some games. (laughs) Get away from them. (laughs) We came to get away together. We're going to be a family in the woods. 
Uh, no, I'm going to play some games. Uh, I, I spent a couple hours one day just kind of tinkering around with some stuff. Um, I progressed in Metroid Prime. Uh, Brent, did you get your physical one? I think you were waiting for that to come in. Did you get yours yet? No, like most people, it got delayed till March 28th. But then it got, I got an update uh, Thursday or Friday about it coming this week. Like, I think Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday or something like that. So I think my physical copy is supposed to be here Tuesday. So if you don't have it by Thursday. Yeah, I meant to drop by a store and just check and see if they had it. But I, I never got around to that this week. If you don't have it by Thursday and you're dying to play, let me know. And if I have mine, I'll, I'll bring you my copy and we can we can swap when you get yours. But um, so when you get to this part, I think I talked about going into the Phazon mines last week. This is a long, drawn out. It's not difficult. I'm playing on casual, so it's not like super difficult. But there's no save places. And Metroid Prime is already like isolating and alien and you're it's super atmospheric and you never know what's around the corner. And it can it just fills you with this sense of dread that uh, you don't know what's around the corner and you don't have a safe place. Like, I can't refill my energy and I'm fighting these new things and I'm scanning all this shit. And, you know, that's how the lore builds in this universe is you're scanning computer terminals and you're getting uh, space pirate entries and you're like reading about these experiments they're doing. And like, I'll open a door with an ice beam and I peer through it and there's a big giant room and I'm like, fuck, something's going to come after me when I come through here and I haven't saved in an hour. And uh, I, I know that's where I was telling y'all last week because I tried to do I was trying to take a picture of all the Metroid Primes across the different versions, you know, in, in my one setup. And I couldn't save like I didn't want to exit out to the main menu to to leave where I had gotten to. So that was like this arduous experience. And it was almost like, you know, today and I still put it to sleep a couple times through this playthrough. But, you know, back in the day, we had no way to you couldn't put it to sleep or something. You just told people, like, don't touch the GameCube. Change the input on the TV. Don't touch the GameCube. Don't do anything with the NES. Uh, mine and uh, friend of the show, Joel's playthrough of Zelda one time was borderline ruined from somebody like kicking the NES accidentally or pulling the cord and it just froze. It froze the whole screen. It's like, no. <laughs> or uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. You can't save anywhere through there. So if something glitches on your NES, you're just hosed on that. But uh, the result of that was meeting the elite pirates, which are like these giant-ass space pirates that have been infused with Phazon. And you're you're meeting more of what the space pirates are doing to this universe and the creatures in it. And it's like disastrous experiments. And they're also, as you're scanning some of the intel and stuff, they're getting more and more paranoid about Samus. Like they know what Samus did to them on Zebus, And they're like, uh, if you find the bounty hunter, uh, there's actually a bounty on the bounty hunter. So if you could kill her, get the weapons, we need the reverse engineer. And now they've reverse engineered some of my weaponry and certain space pirates can only be killed with that weapon. So there's now there's like wave troopers and power troopers. So I have to, I have to change, uh, beams and kill them with those beams or the ice troopers. So it's kind of a way of adding to I mean, the gameplay is still solid, but it's a way of adding to the sameness of the enemies. You know, it's not just the same old space pirates coming after you. It's a new way you have to encounter them. Uh, But I got the super bomb. And now I'm uh, so that enables you to blow up. There's like a material that's blocking certain doors and stuff. I think it's called benzamite or something like that. 
So now with the super bomb uh, part of the morph ball, you can blow past those things. So I got to a safe space and it was like, man, it was like an RPG run from back in the day. It's like, yes, finally I can heal and save my game at last. So when I was able to do that, cause I really wasn't, I couldn't change off the game. Like it would boot into software and close that one. So I was like, I'm not doing that with that one. But uh, I, pl- I started up uh, Minish Cap. I'm playing more of Minish Cap. Uh, I beat the first dungeon on that. And that gives you the gust. What do they call that thing? The gust cannon. It's like a pot that shoots out air. Um, but it usually, actually, it's a, like a vacuum. So it'll suck things to you and it'll pull up dust off the floor, revealing switches and stuff that was hidden before. Gust jar. That's it. It'll reveal switches in the dungeon that you have to activate. And then uh, later in the dungeon, you know, so, sometimes the Zelda weapons just kind of used for one thing, like throw the boomerang, hit the switch, you know, throw the boomerang, hit that. Um, this actually, you had to blow out the puffs of air. You're on a, uh, you're in the Minish town. So the Minish are like the little people. You're in one of their shrines. So you're on a lily pad and you have to use the gust jar to like navigate the the lily pad around the the end of the map. And that was really cool. And uh, the final boss of that dungeon was a big choo-choo uh, monster, like, from the Wind Waker. I forgot this is in that Wind Waker art-style universe-type stuff. Like, the King of Hyrule looks like the king from uh, the Red Dragons. The Red... <laughs> that was that <laughs> version of the King of Hyrule. Minish Cap is so good, man. And I've, as I'm playing these puzzles and going through this dungeon, I'm like, I'm just smiling ear to ear. Like, this is such a definitive Zelda experience. Minish Cap is a true Zelda game. It is not a bastard offshoot of any kind. It is awesome. Uh, I also, in the same mad fury of gameplay in a tent trying to keep mosquitoes off of me in South Georgia, uh, my youngest child and I played through the Kirby Return to Dreamland demo that's on the eShop, or Kirby Wii, as Cesar likes to call it. (laughs) Kirby Wii. I did look since last week. We have the same box art, but ours says Return to Dreamland Deluxe, blah, blah, blah. And that one literally says Kirby Wii, which is great. Um, so we played this. Uh, they knew they'd watch me play Forgotten Lands, and I think they have the demo on their Switch. So they were expecting more of that. And I was like, no, this is kind of how, like, your uncle and I, these were the Kirby games that we played. You move left to right and you jump and you can't die because you just float infinitely. And the big thing behind it is your copy ability. So if you see like a thing using an enemy using a fire attack against you, you inhale them and instead of spitting them out, you hit down and copy their ability. So this one is one of those game, Kirby games with the copy ability, which seemed to be hit and miss with Kirby games these days. When we were growing up, that was a Kirby game. It's like, oh, you copied the ability. And so there was a lot of uh, level variety with with going through that demo. And the demo is the first it's the first world, but you play stage one, stage two, and then the boss, who, of course, is Wispy Woods. It's always Wispy Woods in a Kirby game. The tree, the tree with the apples coming down on you. And uh, my youngest child played well. There were a couple of times we had to share health like you can press your characters against each other and they like smooch or something. And you see the the health bars even out. And so that that was like a good assist thing. And then just getting the flow of there's things and friend of the show, Jeremy's playing his first Zelda game. So there's like there's some lore and like some wisdom, I guess, or some understandings of the way these universes work that we understand. Like I haven't played the specific Kirby game, but I know when I get hit and I have my item, my item's going to go flying. I got to like suck the item back in and recopy it. So there's some some 
some of that language that uh, my kids having to learn as we play together. But it's a it's a beautiful game. Uh, Russell was like glancing over every once in a while. I was like, damn, that does look. And I'm I've got the OLED switch. He's like, damn, that does look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, my child, of course, doesn't understand. Like I I told him it's a demo. Like this just came out. I downloaded this so we could try it out, sort of thing. Oh, you don't have this one? Can we get this one? And I had not been planning to buy it, so there may be a full purchase coming up pretty soon of uh, Kirby Wii for the Switch so we can continue our playthrough because the demo was awesome. There's like some super, I don't, and I didn't play this game, so I don't don't remember this from another Kirby game either, but there's like a super weapon you can get in certain parts of the level, and there's a meter that ticks down, almost like a limit break, but it'll be like a super sword. So when you use the sword, it does these beautiful like watercolor things. Like it it goes all the way across the screen and the the Waddle Dees come flying at the screen like a uh, TMNT style, uh, Turtles in Time, where they like hit the screen. Anything that you like slice through, and it's it's like watercolor and real shiny, and there's no lag or anything. It's super colorful. It's just it's wild to see that go off. And after that first one, I was like, Why don't you get the special? You get the power up. And then they're just like swinging the sword or throwing the fire thing or whatever it is, and it's just this huge production across <laughs> the screen. It's it's like a it's like a limit break. And it's uh it's a lot of fun. It looks really good. And seeing what the enemies do, like how they react, because it just decimates everything. If they're on screen, it's destroying whatever it is that's on screen in this super dramatic fashion. But uh from what we played at the demo, it was it was kick ass. This might have to be might have to be purchased soon. Um I I mentioned that I didn't own it and we would have to buy it as like a you know, maybe in the future type thing, and it's come up twice in the past. 24 hours so it's not oh, they've latched onto that one it may be it may be an imminent purchase for came Kirby. out this weekend so it did it did and they lay it on thick when you beat the demo it's like play all these levels and the magalore expansion which i kind of laughed about it when we were talking about when it was announced and kind of shown off but it's, it's it almost seems like a bowser fury type add-on yeah. like there's a whole another game added to this uh to this title <laughs> Oh, friend of the show, Matt's on the on the YouTubes calling me a geek. Yes, I'm a geek, and I love you too, of course. But those are my games played as I isolated from my family in a swamp in South Georgia fighting mosquitoes. What you guys got? Uh, <clears throat> for me, I think uh, I put in some more time if we're spoken. Um, towards the end of the game, uh. Gotten to the part of the game where Frey finds out that one of his one of her mothers is one of the Tantas that she's slowly killing them all, and so it sets up that uh, showdown at the very end of the game that you're gonna have to confront your mother, the one that abandoned you in New York, uh, and try to get the whole story about the reason behind that. I remember you saying that from the story, but uh, <clears throat> that's the only thing that's changed since then from that one. So I'm right now I'm on the third Tanta. Uh, I got to beat them before I can go confront her mother. Um, so I'll probably put only a couple more hours into it. Uh, Are you close to the end? Yeah, yeah, I got a couple more chapters and I'm done. Uh, it's only I'll only put like 20 hours into it. It's probably like a 25 hour game. Those story beats sound good. They kind of sold it short, like the it, reviews and impressions I read. That that sounds like a good payoff story wise. Um, it's just it starts out slow in the first three chapters and it's, it speeds up now. There's literally chapters where I just fight a boss and the chapter's completed. Before that was like complete a whole area for a chapter. Do you think people were just sold it short based off those first three chapters or so? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. The story's fine, but I mean, it's the story's just equivalent to whatever 2000s action film that you remember back in the day. I mean, that's what it reminds me of. So, I mean, I've played worse things than that, but I guess people expected this high bar from the Final Fantasy 15 team. So, the Luminos. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I put in like maybe two or three hours in Wild Hearts. Um, and that is a monster hunter ass game so i mean you literally just start out as a hunter who shows up on the island where these uh camel camel nose are just all over the place destroying and they're like these giant creatures with different abilities and so i think that part i got up to is i did the character creation where you meet this guy who who plays like a guitar and he you kind of decide your character and he kind of gives the back story of the whole island like it's not many hunters on there and um so like you're just there and it gives you reasons how you can do your backstory and all that. I'm not sure how that plays into. So I'm like, I'm at the point now where I fought the first one, which was like an ice uh, kimono. Uh, and then I lost and fell on the ground. And then I, it's very uh, reminiscent of, uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, it's monster hunter S battles where you just run around and dodge a lot. Cause that first battle is basically what it was. And I, and I didn't beat it, but it does give you abilities kind of like a uh, breath of the wild. Um, like you can build these columns and stuff like that. I remember this aspects one, yeah. on there. And the fucking uh, stamina meter is straight Breath of the Wild because I'm climbing on the wall and you see the little circle going down as I'm <laughs> trying to hurry up there. Uh, but outside of that, I'm just going on to the first uh, village. I haven't gotten there yet, so I probably maybe only put a couple hours into it as I go through it. And there, I haven't really had much time in there. <clears throat> I just figure I'll, I'll try it out why what I had a moment. Uh, and the only other game I played uh, on my list was a uh, Grim Guardians came out this week, so I went and played that one. That actually and, came out this week? Yeah. And that is a... Like a... Symphony of the Night Light uh, game. So, I mean, it's... It is very... Very much like a Symphony of the Night. Um, the only I difference really is... I miss that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, it's like Symphony of the Night. I think I've only completed the first three levels. There's seven levels in that game. And it's like uh, you mentioned before. It's just a spinoff uh, to Gal Gun. Um, yeah. And they get transported to this uh, devil dimension from uh, the main villain from the first game. I forgot what her name is. It's throwing me off right now. But the only difference between that one is that there's not much backtracking. Kind of like it's not like a Castlevania. It's not like a Metroidvania type game where you get, have free access to the map all the time. There's certain transportation rooms that you can go back to previous levels. And when you get different abilities to uh, rescue people and free them or whatever. Um but uh, that's about as far as it goes in the backtracking. It's mostly just an action. It's mostly just like the action parts of Castlevania or Blood uh, Bloodstain. Uh, cool. But it's very much in that that thing uh, that ability. I think the only cool thing is like uh, it is a two player game, so you can have a co op with somebody, uh, which is cool. Uh, when the person dies, when your characters die, it's uh, kind of like um, Dark Souls esque, where they. They stand where they die, and you have to go give them CPR. So you have to go over there and press triangle and just um, <laughs> give them CPR to bring them back to life. Come back. Come uh, back to and, me. Because if they both die, then you lose a life, and you got to start over from the very beginning of the stage. So uh, there's Because there's not save rooms in that game. So it's like you only say – the only save room is once you complete the level. So so like I said, I, I would call like a Castlevania light type thing. Uh, I think I'm on the third it's level. Game. Uh, we're, I'm facing like this uh, giant – night ghost which i'm this is the one i'm having issues with right now because it's been pretty straightforward and, he, and it hasn't been that bad 
And like, as you beat these villains, these villains are like characters from the Galgun games that are just been transformed in there. And like, if you're good in that series and you know it very well, then you'll recognize them as you go through. But that's the only one I'm stuck on right now because it uses a four, like it uses a ship, like a pirate ship that shoots cannons at you. And then you have like these middle platforms with water and then he freezes the water and he hits at different angles. It's, and it's that same bullshit where you beat the boss and kill him. And then he comes back to life with a full bar again. You got to kill him again. And so it's like, yeah. it, it's a lot of trial and error. I, My least favorite that, mechanic. Mm-hmm. But um, outside of that, I think that's everything that I've, I've played this week. So I'll kick it over to you, Brant. Um, neither of you talked about uh, the war zone we got in on Monday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if anybody would want the, the weekly war zone update. Uh, but we got a win together. Uh, well, technically, Cesar got the win. Cesar was the last one alive, and he, he fucking just dominated it. Was that the first one of the day, or was that a couple uh, rounds? That in? was the that was the last one because, yeah. like, literally, we got that win. You were telling telling him, "Hey, take a screenshot, take a screen, take a game capture." Oh, and, what a clip! That was then such we a couldn't good clip. hear anybody, and yeah, stuff dropped off. Uh, but that oh yeah yeah because we were in the game chat because you're playing yeah. on PS5. Mm-hmm. Are there any That's haptic addicting. things with the PS5? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Which is like part of me Balls. is like most of my the the biggest thing is my storage on Xbox is pretty damn full. Uh, I don't I just kind of don't feel like deleting stuff and having cleaning to, out the fridge because holy crap, <laughs> Warzone takes so freaking much. I mean, yeah. if you want, Brand, you can. I sent you that code for the beta. If you jump jump on the PlayStation beta, we can all start using Discord because that code lets you use the PlayStation Discord for audio chat. Yeah, yeah. And we still so get game audio thing. from that too. Mm-hmm. I'm already yeah, I'm already on mm-hmm. the beta. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. go I mean, ahead. I just have to figure back. out how I'll to. Go ahead and try it yeah, because I mean, on the Xbox, you have the Discord on Xbox also for the uh, voice chat. So what we just got to do is join Discord. That gives us yeah. way better chat and way yeah. a party chat. We don't have to deal with all the randos near us and stuff. Yeah, I'll just have to figure out how to link the the Discord on the PS5 thing, which shouldn't be hard. Probably system settings or something now, right? Uh, I don't remember. It's been a while well, since. Well, I think yeah, I think it's we'll like Xbox. You think you go into chat and there's an option to sign in with the Discord or something like that. You have to sign which in. Is, Discord. Yeah, it's like a Q, pro- probably. If I remember correctly, it's like a QR code that pops up on your screen. You just mm. do it on your phone. Yeah, I um, forgot all about that. Since you had that, we can just do Discord next time to solve that issue. Uh, which that actually updated. It's now like a 3.0 beta. Um, but I uh, later that day finished uh, Wind Waker and then sent you. Yes, you sent us a screen screenshots. Screenshot. Right. Um, the end. So. I really like the story. I really like the art style. Um, and that that, thought, that that final battle again is still one of my favorite, man. How we, how you take them down. Yeah. So the the whole thing with how I how I still feel like it was almost like incomplete or rushed still applies because yeah. you you run around. You got those last week. I was talking about. I have to run around and hunt down these Triforce pieces. So. I did How all long that. did that take? Because I feel like you beat it within the next day or so. Yeah, I mean, I I devoted some some hours to it, but I mean, honestly, yeah, between the the swift sail, um, and the um, it's like the ballad of um gales, gales or something yeah. like that that allows you to fast travel. Um, you can get from place to place pretty quickly, uh, if you know where you're going. Which of course I have. Uh, a guide for it, so I just used exactly where I needed to go. Um, 
And then after that, it's it's literally it's like, oh, you got the Triforce piece. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go check on the princess. And of course, Ganon's already found the found the princess. <laughs> and uh, now it's like, all right, well, we got to go confront him. And so you walk into a dungeon and it's literally split into fifth five paths. Um, the door you walk in, there's a main door across from you that's locked. And there's four other branching paths. Uh, so, well, yeah, I guess that's technically six. <laughs> so, each six door branching paths. Each door leads to a little. Always. It says matching pants on here. Always, she has to go off every podcast. Um. So each door leads to like a little area that you have to get to the other side of, and enter a door. And that takes you to a monochrome fight with every boss battle that you've had thus far. So you just relive. What? Yeah, you just relive the boss battles. Of course, they're a lot easier now because you're powered up. Super powered, yeah. But it's like. Sounds okay. a lot like uh, Link's Awakening. Remember Link's Awakening on the, the Windfish battle? Yeah. And a bunch of shadow versions, yeah. But it's just. It's but no, it's literally like you're because it, it limits your inventory too when you enter those battles. So like the first you, you enter that monochrome battle with the uh, big ass centipede and you only have your um, little hook shot deal uh, in your in your inventory. You don't have your bombs, your arrows, all that stuff. Um, I mean, you know, it could be worse. It can make you do it in Mega Man style. <laughs> That's full true. on, full on battles. So, did they strip your items from you? No, it's just while you're in that battle, you're like limited to whatever you were supposed to have. Gotcha. I guess. Gotcha. I mean, technically, you still have your your master sword and uh, all the you know whatever else you had, like your bottle of potions and whatnot. But yeah, the like the key items. Um, so you go through all of those, and that leads you into another room. Or you have to um, solve a small little little mini puzzle, uh, and go into a a room that just leads you into a it's almost like a mini maze kind of deal. Think of like the Lost Woods, where you're surrounded by four doors, and you have to choose the correct door every time. And to do that, uh, a Shadow Ganon pops up. You fight him like falls and lands it'll point towards which door you need to go through so you just got to pay attention yeah you get you get through those you get the light arrows it's the same as the lost wood like um hearing the little bit of um mm, music music playing at the entryway mm. to each one yeah so you do all that and then you get to uh an area where you you fight again is there and he tests you with this Ganon puppet, which is it, there's three different forms. There's like a a, a marionette um, kind of deal, a spider, and then a snake form. Um, the um, the biggest thing is there's there's like a a big jewel on on the on the puppet. And you've got to find it and shoot it three times. 
and it breaks and then it reforms into the next form. The, um, the marionette, obviously you just, you cut the strings and then you find the, um, I think it's like close to his tail. You fire the fire at the gym. Um, the spider form like goes up in the, up into the sky. You can't see him, but the whole floor in this area is, is reflective water. So you can just look down at the floor and see where it's at. Cause the spider, the spider kind of, goes. it follows you and then drops down and tries to crush you, but you can just back up and try and get in between its legs or, um, you can see where the, the giant gem is and just back up and then fire at the gem. And then the last one is the snake. The snake is quite possibly the worst freaking one of all. It just like zooms around the room. Uh, and there's, there's no way to not get hit by it in certain parts. You can just kind of put your back to the wall and hope for the best. <laughs> Minimize the damage. But at, at one point, he will just come towards you and just hit you over and over again a few times. Um, but you do that, and Ganon is just more um, enticed by the uh, idea of fighting you. Uh, so you go to the final final encounter... Uh, you fight him, like Cesar said, that battle is actually pretty dang good. Uh, and you defeat uh, defeat Ganon for, forever in this timeline. He's gone. He's gone. You defeat him. It's done. You sealed him. Um, you get uh, you and the, and the pirate Zelda go back to the, uh, the, the new surface and set sail to... Um, create a new Hyrule, I guess, technically. And what follows is Phantom Hourglass, Phantom Hourglass. and um, Spear Tracks. Which... You're uh, on the record for liking those, right? <laughs> um, Wind Waker is good. I think... I think I enjoyed the DS games better. Or more. I think I got more enjoyment out of them. Not that they're not that Wind Waker's any lesser. Right, right, right. But like I said, I, I feel I felt like there was a lot of potential with Wind Waker, and it, like you said, I, th- there must have been stuff that got left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. And it uh, it's definitely. Also, I mean, you played the best version of that game, but that was oh, a yeah. great game on a console that was starved for like all it was was. The kitty console, and it's got a handle and all this nonsense. It doesn't play DVDs. <laughs> it was just this barrage of stuff against it. Yeah. And then here's the new Zelda game, and we were shown this thing at Space World that was, that was this amazing, real-looking battle and stuff. And instead, we get the Zelda, the cell-shaded Zelda. It's a kitty Zelda, all this stuff. And then yeah. once people played it, it's like that all went out the door. So there, were, I think there were some excuses I wouldn't say there were some excuses made by media or anything at the time because it got it got tins and stuff from yeah. those from those venues and and reviews, but um, it was such an important game for that platform, especially at that time. It sold a bunch of consoles <laughs> at a time when not much else was selling those consoles. Yeah, and like I said, between the 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 art style, um, the story. And everything and the the whole uh, you called it the the sales genre when you were uh, the sales genre. when you were in it 
You yeah, had, you had Wind Waker, and it was Black Flag. Yep. You going back back in between P- Pirate on the High Seas. Yeah, I think you might have been uh, dabbling in some. Um, uh, what was it? Sea of Thieves a little bit with your uh, brother as well. I'd cut no, off you weren't. Cut off sea of Thieves <laughs> you <by> did. <laughs> you played the beta of that, and then once it came out for real, you stopped playing Sea of Thieves. But. Uh, there's two people in our chat that want me to play Sea of Thieves, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that it was a damn it's a damn good game. Um, so between that, um, I'd actually, I know after that you had asked me about the aspect ratio on Metroid Prime, the trilogy. Metroid, yeah, the the Metroid Prime trilogy. So I actually booted that up for. I don't know. Was it 15, 10, 15, 20 minutes, something like that? Played through that that first intro bit up to the part where you run back to your ship and um, lose all your stuff. Yeah, going but, through the uh, forgetting all. It's I, I can't wait till the remaster comes in because I I, I, I <laughs> it was a good little tease uh, to play that intro yeah. bit to Metroid Prime again. And what's uh, awesome is been, that like you've been a done. Now that you did that run, and that's a good sample, so you have in your mind, like, okay, this is what Metroid Prime looks like and controls like. So then you're going to get that one in and, like, look around and feel the new dual stick. It's mm. going to be awesome. You're gonna, yeah, you're the, gonna be the last Metroid that. Prime I played was 3 Corruption on the Wii when it released, Wii. and I haven't touched Metroid Prime, and I can't tell you how long. Um, those those Wii controls on on the Prime Trilogy were, were not bad. I had a couple times where the where the pointer would kind of go wayward and like go straight up for a second, but it, it would, to me. but I'd be, I was able to like get it, get it back. But it was, it, it did that a couple of times where it was you're just like start drifting up. Yeah. yeah you're, it's like you're fishing for it. Like, whoa, 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 come back down, mm. come back down, come back down. And I don't remember, I don't remember corruption being like that. I don't remember ever having a problem with, um, Metroid prime three when I played it. Um, gosh, so many years ago when it when it released what was that 2007 15 years old 16 years old yeah, but it was a beautiful game on the i Wii. never sold that's it's in that uh time period of did i sell that or not i did not sell <laughs> metroid prime 3 i took pre-orders for metroid prime 3 but i never sold metroid prime 3 um so other than that during the week i didn't get a chance to play too much there was a um the the missus is working on schoolwork so me and my son actually were, were looking for something to do and as you um, do. i was like you know what we haven't we haven't played the uh the the link play of some of those game boy games you want to try tetris so we played like three or four rounds of game boy tetris together how does it uh, work how does the it, link work it's literally it's um just like the NES or SNES, it pops up. You can, you know, you can share your screen if you, you want. Add to. You can do that thing. But you just, yeah, thing. you just yeah. add them to the session and go into the game, select two player. You'll pop up and then you go. You know, you have yeah. your screen. That's really they, cool. They have their screen. It, there's a little bar on the side that, you know, shows you how how far up there uh, they have built and stuff like that. Um but of course he doesn't have the uh the expansion so we couldn't do um like Mario Kart um uh, circuit 
for Game Boy Advanced and stuff like oh, that. Oh no! But we did jump into some Damn. other. We did jump into. I asked. I said, "Hey, what else do you want to play?" He said, I don't know. So I put him in charge, and he of, of all the other ones, he jumped into uh, the NES, and we played um, some Super Mario Bros. Okay. Uh, we played uh, Balloon Fight, which is always which is always Balloon a good Fight hit. is a good time. Underappreciated. Um, we both fought to try and figure out um, Wrecking Crew, uh, which took us a second. And there was there was some some of those things where it like randomly generates these these things for you to to tear down. And there's sometimes because there's like weird little enemies and stuff that'll like chase you around the stage and things. Yeah. Where there were sometimes we were we'd get in there and we'd try multiple things. We're like, how are you supposed to how are you supposed to get this before they get you? Because they're they're on you. They're on you the whole time. And there's a, it's weird because they have the enemies that pop up and chase you. Cool. And they also, a black box game, right? Yes. And there's also like a little fireball that'll like pop up and go across the screen sometimes. So it intentionally tries to screw you. Um, I remember the characters. It, w- it was just like Mario. Yeah. It was this still, is an Iwata. Yeah, they still called it. Game. Yeah, they still called them Mario and Luigi, but they, you know, didn't change the palette of the character at all. Yeah. Um, we played some Donkey Kong as well. And then the uh, the one we had the most fun with and probably spent the most time with uh, the NES uh, Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was a hit a couple of years ago at the beach. That's our you oh remember my the Pro gosh. Wrestling marathons? I did. Starman <laughs> and uh, Big Panther and not, like all these weird, crazy names. The Amazon uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> all the crazy moves they do like uh the amazon dude he's like a fish guy and he'll straight up just like grab the person and like start chomping on their head oh yeah um uh what was it uh, big the big panther dude he like literally he'll just take his hand and like shove it in the person's mouth and like sit there with him like that and then they just fall over we're like what the heck oh pro wrestling it was <laughs> you, t- you just grabbing each other and throwing Throwing you, <laughs> throwing you back and forth across the ring, and trying to clothesline you, and uh, just figuring figuring all that out. It was for a game to be so simple. It was it was a heck of a lot of fun. Primitive, yeah. Yes, that service and, had just come out when we were doing a vacation to the beach, and that was the game we were all with all those classics that launched on that service. That's the one we were hooked on. Was we played a lot of pro wrestling that week, <laughs> and but. Between all, I'm like, man, this is actually a pretty, pretty violent title for the NES too. I'm like, I'm surprised I didn't hear more about, you know, oh, it's bloody and characters bite each other and this, that, and the other, yeah. and because there's actual like little pixel blood and stuff that happens, you know. Um, but we had a, we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, NES, NES, NES still has some bangers, time. man. Some good NES stuff on good there. Time. Yeah. Um, and then. Today, just because I don't know, I guess I'm still kind of in the mood for some for some classic Zelda. Finish um, cap. And I, well, I looked at the timeline, the official Zelda timeline, and I popped in <sighs> Skyward Sword HD. Oh, is this so, your first attempt? Yes. 
pretty far into it. I, I'm at the start of a dungeon. So I've. What do you think? That intro is painful. <laughs> yeah. That intro is is painful. Um, and coming off Twilight Princess, you'd think it would be more of a streamlined. I'm. Stuff. I'm not super crazy about the art style. Like it's okay. Oh, it's beautiful. But, Get out of here, Brant. I can't meet you on that one. For for I know for a Zelda, and especially with how dark a lot of the Zeldas were in the past, yeah. it's I don't know. It's it's a little weird. Like um Wind Waker was beautiful and vibrant. But this has I don't know, it's got that weird wee look to it. It's like a muted watercolor almost. Yeah. It's not the full. Yeah. And it's it's different from and you're coming off of hours of the cell shading that was so mm-hmm. beautiful. So, yeah, that's that's hell of a contrast. Um, And the other thing, I, I think what really probably off put people from this game was. It got. A lot of the shoehorn things that were it's a product of its time, like you obviously they had all the motion controls because that's the biggest thing was you were controlling exactly where you held your sword and how you yeah. swung it and um you had to resync little... it all the time like you were talking about with metroid prime trilogy it's like it would lose the tracking yeah. somehow it's a it's it's not uh as bad as as what i've heard it was on the um on the wii on the switch i mean you just kind of flick the uh um the right stick to to swing, you know, whichever yeah. way. And oh, you're going with the you're going with the button controller. I'm pro I'm pro controller. I am pro controller oh. all the way, buddy. Okay. Um, it's it's a little awkward, um, but it's it's not bad. Yeah. Um, I know that you know it, <laughs> he talked um talked about how the uh, stamina gauge was you know put into this game, and there's parts of it I'm like. But why? Like, you you put the stamina gauge in there, and you're on a wall of ivy for three seconds at the most. It's like it yeah. barely takes away from your stamina. The biggest thing they is they don't want you loitering on the, yeah, on the ivy. <laughs> the biggest thing is like you can't you can't prolong run or roll yeah. really because that that takes away from you. I'm like so dodging isn't really a big thing in this one. Um, it, I don't know. It, it makes you use stamina for climbing ivy, but climbing a ladder, you, it's fine. You climb up the longest ladder you want to. Like I, in um, Breath of the Wild, it made sense because you could climb anything. I mean, you just climb anything, but you know, you put that stamina gauge on there as you know a limit. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna scale that wall all the way. I know you can't climb the mountain all the way. You, you know, you have to level up, you have to do this and this. Yeah. Um, so it was, it's, I mean, I guess it was a, something new for the, for the franchise, but I wouldn't say that it was well implemented. Um, you could see where they took it in the next game. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, several, several years later. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, the con constant balancing on, you know, ropes and whatnot too. Yeah is a little annoying as well and dated like go back and play that bit on the first uncharted game remember oh. having to keep drake on the log mm. and stuff it's it's like yep i do not miss this mechanic at all no no take move along from away. this take it far away get this out of my awesome <laughs> games <laughs> but no i've um i've made it 
let's see. I did the uh, the ceremony. I got um, fee in my in my sword. Great music during uh, that whole bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I've gone down to the surface and I am looking for Zelda now. Tracking her down. She's um, run off uh, to kind of find her place in the uh, in the story here because both Zelda and Link have a part to play. And so I'm following her through the uh, through the Lost Woods or not Lost Woods. It was a Faron Faron Woods, yeah. And I'm in the the deep woods portion, so I'm following her. She's supposed to be uh, just found out that she's supposed to be in this temple or on her way to the temple. So, yeah, she has a role or something, if I remember right. Like she's gone to the surface before. So I'm probably not too far from where you were. Um, oh, I'm a good, I'm a good bit past that. Oh, you're oh you're oh okay. Yeah, I got I got a good uh, ways into that before I bailed on that one. But I'm, the, I'm right. Uh, at, it's just like Wind Waker. I'm at the start of a dungeon. <laughs> it's like I go into the dungeon. I'm like, I made it. I can relax. I'll come back to this. And I just, I'm just sitting there at the start of it. Uh, like you said, you're not far from Wind. You got to do that dungeon. There's Earth one more. Temple, the Wind Temple. You said, I think. Yep. And then and you got to collect Triforce. the eight Triforce pieces, and that's it. You're, you're at the end. In the final dungeon. Um, Zelda games. So, yeah, I'm I'm a little off put by the by the combat, but it's not terrible, and it's not as bad because my my son tried to play this on the um, on his Switch Lite and says it was kind of awkward. Yeah, because I guess that kind of I don't know if it does like the joy almost like Joy-Con stuff for him, or if it's almost it Pro Controller ish. Sort of. Yeah. However, it wouldn't handheld mode for. Have you tried the motion controls with the Joy Cons mm, with yours? No, I have not. Just try it. Just try it. <laughs> it I, I tried both, and that was my preferred way to play it. Okay. Just um, give it a shot. I, I um. They make it easy. The, Remember, the you were shield... talking about centering the Wii remote. They make it yeah. real easy with this one. It's like it's like a flick or something. Yeah. And you're right it, back on it. The uh, the shields breaking i mean i have my first shield and i've used it a few times and it's like right there close to breaking i'm like eh, what the um that that whole durability thing with them is kind of wonky um but he played it he started playing it on his switch and he was like this is this is weird so he wound up playing it on the wii and he said that <laughs> the controls on the wii were much harder so, yeah. Because uh, motion controls, baby. Yeah. When I said I'm, you know, piloting the loft wing and all this, because it, that it was so much harder on the Wii. That was so yeah. much harder. And um, there was a portion where you have to like dive down, um, and try and land in the circle. He said on the Wii version, it was like it was fighting you to get in the circle. He's like, you really had to fight it to, to get into the center yeah. when you were diving down and stuff. So, but, um, I don't know. I'm Skyward once Sword. I got, once I got past that intro, I'm, I'm getting into it. It's, you know, it's not terrible. And I know notoriously, a uh, friend of the show, Michael has, 
he, I don't know if he said it's it's his favorite, but I know he says it's 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 a really really good Zelda, and you know, he liked it a lot. It where good. a lot of people poo pooed on it. So I got much further in that HD one than I ever did in attempts to play the Wii one. So it's it's definitely the version of that to play. Well, yeah, between agree. between loading times, um, graphics, gorgeous. Con- yeah, controls, graphics, and um, they, f- I know they fixed that streamline thing where every time you pick up an item, it has to go through that dialogue. You got five, five rupees. Very nice. It's telling me that on uh, Minish Cap right now. <laughs> that's five that's... rupees. Very nice. I'm like, I got it a mm-hmm. couple minutes ago. You don't have to tell me again. That's another one. I, I might be on a Zelda kick. I might try and see how many Zeldas I can get through before Tears of the Kingdom. And that's another one. Minage Cap then is you'll one. You'll be really burnt out. <laughs> I know, right? I've I've started so many times uh, and played a little bit of, and then just put down. So maybe maybe Minage Cap next. Yeah. Oh, also, since I had the Wii U out, I did. Um, I did the <laughs> <laughs> while I had this thing. I did. In. I did the uh, the battery upgrade on the gamepad. Oh. Where'd you it, get your battery from? Um. Uh, this was just a Chinese knockoff one. It wasn't the official Nintendo one. I got you. But it is the, um, what was it, 3600? 30, Send me a link to that, if you don't mind. If it's a good one. If you got good results out of it so far. Yeah, so far. Because the, the one that comes with it is the 1500 yeah. milliamp. And basically doubling that in there is amazing like i didn't i didn't even charge it i just kind of popped it in there and turned it on real quick and it was only like one bar down so damn but did you use the gamepad for wind waker i can't remember if we talked about that's the it. thing is I, I i went pro controller with wind yeah. waker as well but every time you turn on the wii u the gamepad turns the pad on cuts on yeah um i played that game for i don't know like two and a half weeks almost three weeks um and the gamepad died three times and I would see it dying off to the side and I'd plug it in. And the last time it died, I didn't even bother. Yeah. And by the time I finished the game, I was just like, dang, that gamepad died three times. And I checked the battery on the pro controller. It was down by one, one bar. Can't kill those weak <laughs> no, pro controllers. The pro beasts. controller didn't. Yeah. Beasts. The pro controller didn't even flinch. Uh, speaking of batteries, this is a little side note, but I'm following, uh, there's a Redditor on the PSP subreddit who's ordering all those various Amazon uh, PSP batteries and testing them out and doing like a, there's a almost like 480p test suite. There's a battery suite for PSP that you can run, and he's running this uniform mm-hmm. uh, PSP battery across different models of PSP. So it won't be the official Sony one, but we may have a good solution here coming up of uh, of which one to get. Yeah. And oddly, with those Chinese listings, like the 18 milliamp hour is lasting longer than the maybe it's the 15 is lasting longer than the 18 or something like that. It wasn't as drastic as the Wii U numbers you you gave me, but there's one that's supposed to be a bigger capacity and he's finding that it's not in that one. He or she, I'm sorry, is finding that it's not in that one. But if you all want that thread or you just want me to keep up with it and update you when I find stuff, because I got a couple PSP batteries I'd like to grab and and throw in there. Since all yeah. those original ones are like bursting out of the seams now, surprisingly, mine has—it's never been a problem. Knock on, knock on wood. Here, 
Yeah. You never had the crazy uh, battery lid popping off? No. So that's already any of your PSPs do that? <clears throat> no. So it's an isolated incident. I had one do it, but then I've seen it. Of course, you've seen a bunch on like Reddit and Twitter and stuff, right? It happened to me. It could happen to you. Get a new battery or take your battery out of your device, which is probably the safest way to go. Yeah. That's for me. That's it for Brant. Thank half of my family's in our YouTube chat. Thank you guys for joining us all the way across the continental United States. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter where you are in this fine United States or wherever else, <laughs> thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios. wrong with it what do you got against the dario cesar's leaving us as i go into the preamble we wait thrilling content thank you six people for joining us for this <laughs> as he ducks out it is 8 20 you never know how long this is going to take thank you everybody who's here with us we hope you'll stay we hope you'll like us on Twitch so we can get to 50 people finally. It'll never happen. We'll get there. Renee, Renee says, sadly, I'll have to buy Xbox Series X. Why, Renee? Why? Even though that is the one that plays discs and is a fabulous way to have backwards compatibility with the Xbox ecosystem. He's only been playing on S up until now. Yes, that is a portable device for Renee. Oh, suits his lifestyle. So American Dad, Stan, and Roger stoned. What did they buy, Cesar? What? What did Stan and Roger buy? I don't want to slice. I don't want to slice my finger open on my watch as I inspect the message. Oh, that's just the that's just the drug episode. Telling you about. <laughs> oh yeah, you've seen this too. Yeah, you you've seen this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One where they sit there forever trying to figure out what they can buy. Cheetah. Cheetos. <laughs> oh, there's a cheat on the Cheetos. <laughs> I get it. <clears throat> oh, shit. Oh, uh, do you know why Renee's buying Xbox Series X? Do you have the backstory? Uh, I have no idea, man. Man does random stuff. This we know. I have not talked to him. I think he messaged me about playing Halo last night, but I was already in the comforts of my bed sleeping. Yeah. And. I meant to message him this morning, and I haven't had a chance yet. I, I got an itch, around. man. I haven't played uh, Call of Duty or Halo in like six days. I'm I'm fiending. Be art, right, man. Nobody's that addicted to anything. Well. <laughs> Let's put in a bad Call of Duty, and then you'll stop like Ghost. And then you'll be like, ah, I'm, I'm over Call of Duty. World at War with the grenade level. Oh. The fire flamethrower when you get past the grenades. What happened with me? Yeah. That was one of the first games on 360 that like people encouraged me to buy. They're like, "Oh, you're playing World at War. You got to play World at War with us." And I got it. I'm like, "What is this shit? This this sucks." Because it was World War II or what? Because it was the first it, post modern warfare. I guess it was. It was not that great. Well, and then they talked me into getting Modern Warfare. I'm like, "See, this is this is a this is a good game." I know you loved Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare was awesome. Yeah. Still to the, see you. You are the guys who love the modern warfare to this day. Still, 
Black Ops is still my favorite Call of Duty of all time. Black Ops is pretty damn good. I was but reading then, a press release from August 2011 where Sony was dropping the price of the PS3 to 2.99 and also had the uh <laughs> one of them was the Call of Duty bundle and somebody yeah. in the thread was like you can get the same call you can get the Black Ops bundle for 2.99 get it 320 gig hard drive yeah that was fun PS PS3 catch up times was fun PlayStation uh, Renee says he watched the comparison between the two. The X wins. Oh, yeah. Is this I a revelation? Was... I, I don't know. This is, uh, you know what? It's what is this a fever dream conversation? I don't know. It's weird because we, this is not new, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knew that it was going to be less powerful than the X. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I told. I think it's because I recommended. I mean, at the time, Renee was easier for him to get a Series S, so he just went ahead and came yeah, with the S. It, Renee, it's super small, and super portable, and for like Warzone and uh, Halo and stuff like that, it's a great console. Yeah. You're not taking any hits, especially for the portability. But but I, I think he wants to put an 80 inch uh, OLED 4K TV in his truck, so that's part of why he wants oh the God. Series yeah. X. Oh, we're down to one. <laughs> we're down to one Twitch viewer and one YouTube viewer. <laughs> that, that fell off fast. They were, somebody's very upset about us uh, talking shit about the Series X. Yeah, these guys suck. I don't know. I refreshed the page. It says we got four people on Twitch. Oh, okay. salted the other three people. Restream. Yeah, maybe it's just restreams. Numbers or <coughs> the algorithms off. All right, we gonna go. Yep. 